a one. It's Lima time time. All right. Somehow after like five years, I'm still workshopping the intro. I don't I don't really know why that's happening. Um, that one was, that one was a little off-putting. It was a little scary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. My favorite was, yeah, you've, you've had some extremely racist ones. Um, <laughs> just kidding. And they were never, they were never racist. They were, they were, it was all in good fun, but yeah, you, but you've really, I respect the artistry of it. Cause you've really shot from the hip on some of them and you've like, it's not something you thought about very improv, very in the moment. Like I'm going to let this fly and let's just see what happens. And, uh, I think a couple of them have worked. A couple of them, yeah. I've stuck the landing on it on at least four percent of the intros, but not uh, yeah, not a high percentage, which kind of makes it kind of makes it great when they're just like, whoa, I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I love it, so I, I kind of <laughs> like to start just from, just from just the absurdity of it makes me happy to uh, start the show that way. I'm just like, yeah, all right, we're in my this is this is in my wheelhouse. I I, I, I love it. I am I am the Miles Straw leadoff hitter for the Lima Time Time podcast. Yeah, and every once in a while, you hit a um, a grounder through the through the through the hole on the left side, and, and, and somehow get a triple to left. Uh, it's Lima time. Time. It's episode one forty eight. He is Patrick. I am James. Uh, how you been? Good, good. Things are on the things are on the up and up. I think. Did I, I, did, I, I, I did I read correctly that you get your second shot tomorrow? Uh, it's tomorrow Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Sweet. So um, that's that's really exciting, um, and it's the uh, it's the Pfizer one. So that's what um, I got. Although I am although I am very uh, Eeyore esque, and I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna get sick too. Um, <laughs> I've re- I've read less um, horror stories from Pfizer people than I have Moderna, and uh, so I'm just hoping that I'm. That's fine. If it's just the, the death arm pain that I got from the first one, then I can live with that. But if I get sick, it doesn't matter. Um, I can write the, I, I can officially write the virus off, even though I already have mentally. I, I'm excited to just really put it off my plate. Yeah, no. So I got the I got the Pfizer and I'm like six weeks past my second shot. Um, and and I had the same like like arm pain from the first one. The second one. The second one, I, my, my kid just went to bed. So I gotta, I gotta be a little quieter. Um, my, my second one, like I felt like I had a cold the entire, like from 12 hours after the shot up until like the next night. Like, I felt like I had a cold, like I've got this weird thing where my, if I know like I'm about to get sick, if my knees get hot, like it's, it's a really weird thing. My knees got hot. I was like, here we go. And I just, I just wanted to lay down. Like I didn't, I didn't feel all that bad. I just, I just, yeah, no, I'd rather, I'd rather just kind of lay down and, you know, I could read a book, but I just wanted to, I, yeah, just wanted to like take it easy the next day. And and the, the following morning I was totally fine. Yeah. That, 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 that seems reasonable. I mean, I, I would expect something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You feel a little bit off. It's you kind of like the, uh, like the day when you, when you are in fact about to get deathly ill, like it's a, it's a gradual progression where you're like, I know this feeling. I know I'm, I'm sick, but I'm not on my deathbed yet. Yep. And it just never, it never quite gets over the, the precipice into, into that death. You just kind of, it kind of, the body does what it's supposed to do as the scientists tell me, I don't know. It's, 
and then after they inject it to you, they expect I turn gay or whatever the whatever the conspiracy is. It's Hail Gates. You have to get a Hail Gates tattoo for it to stick. So uh, my 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 cousin is a is a nurse at ND at MD Anderson, and she was like, "How are you feeling?" I was like, "I don't feel great. Like I'm not gonna lie." And she goes, "Well, I bet you feel better than you than you would 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 do if you had COVID. So suck it up. You'll feel better in the morning." And she was right. Had some soup, yeah. had some tea, and a uh, couple took a couple Tylenol, and and I was fine. Yeah, all right, that's good. That's a, that, that's exactly what I need to hear. Because if you yeah. would have come on with a horror story, that's that's all that would have been in my head. And I realized that the much like the virus, the on the uh, the reactions to the shots are as vast of a spectrum as as anything else. So really, reading any accounts, anything is is possible so i you know i mean i I could i could die in the 15 minute waiting period from i get it yeah the the second one your body just doesn't all popping all that molly in the early 2000s really really caught up to you so so yeah so i mean i expect i expect anything but that's that is exciting so i'm glad yeah yeah, i'm glad we're knocking this out because that yeah that's good you would you would I'll, i'll you would not want to do this podcast tomorrow night like I'll, I'll just I, I I have no problem saying like tomorrow night you're you're not gonna want to do your well no 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 tomorrow night you might be okay the f- Friday you would not want to do this podcast Friday Friday so I, get, so I get it early yeah so I get it early tomorrow so so you're 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 thinking through Friday probably Friday Friday evening so it's a two it's a it's a possible two day excursion you'll so tomorrow if you, when you get the shot you'll feel okay during the day uh tomorrow night won't be the must most fun you've ever had yeah first or second second Drink oh yeah oh yeah Cammy just had a good point i'll talk about that in a second uh so tomorrow night it's gonna it's gonna kind of set in um friday you're not gonna have fun like that's when it's gonna be the worst and then friday night you'll you'll get over it and then Saturday morning you'll be fine. But you you've got to drink a ton of water tomorrow ah, uh, okay. and Friday. Drink okay. a ton of water. Drink a, a ton of water tomorrow. Drink a ton of water Friday, and and that's gonna lessen the symptoms. Mike, you're okay, come on, come over here. I'm not gonna get on. Yeah, yeah, you are. No, because you're reporting. Yeah, we are. No, reporting. um, I typically drink a lot of water anyway. But I mean, I like was about to float myself out to sea, like as, as for as much, cause the guy that did my shot would like, I mean, drink a ton of water and I already drink a lot of water. So I was like, I'm taking, I, I, I don't do anything half ass. So, mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, um, I drank like two gallons of water. I had a, a pretty gnarly headache and a little bit of chills. And that was it. Like my second shot experience, I was dreading it, had so much anxiety about it because he has such a bad experience, but I drank so much water that I, we had very, very different experiences. Like my arm was not even that, so I didn't even feel the second shot. Like hmm. my first shot hurt like crazy. My arm was heck a sore, like, and then like the second one, it, I mean, it was a little sore, but not nothing compared to the first one. He was miserable after his second shot. Like I said, the headache was in, intense, but um, when did it go away? It was about twenty four hours. But I also I don't take Tylenol or Advil or anything like that if I can help it. 
And so I'm sure if you took Mo like Motrin, Advil, whatever, it would help. But even without it, it was manageable. And I like, I was, I was, I was actually okay. Like she was fine. She drank way more water yeah. than I. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 good to know. Yeah. And and so, and men are and, and men are are babies. So like being sick. Oh, I'm, yeah. is the i mean is it just is what it is like it is the worst possible thing and we do feel that bad it's not a it's not like a show we put on it is that miserable i don't yeah, know if women but, know i don't know if women know that that it's like it's not like a ploy like uh like it's just no it's just we are wimps and cannot handle it but we do feel that bad and are, are that whiny so just hope, sure. hope just hope, hope they know it's not a trick I'm, there's no different it's not a trick i'm not there's no violins playing she's walking away um yeah because she doesn't believe it yeah no and why well, that's, you... yeah, that's good to know. I'm not worried about it. I'm just ready to get to get it. This is just kind of like, uh, although although mentally I've gotten I've I've gotten past it, and I'm just sitting there, and I know it's still a thing, and I'm not trying to be uh, dismissive of the seriousness of of, of COVID, but like the, just it just kind of like just kind of shuts the shuts the burn book on it, stamps yeah. it, and throws it throws it away for me, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, just another thing off the plate. So yeah, that's exciting. It's yeah it's cool no that's that's awesome so get the get the freaking like there's plenty of vaccines like go get go get it they, there's not a microchip they're not going to track you they can't track you any more than you already allow yourself to. Be they already can they already phone. are yeah they already yeah. they already are doing it and they already can so yeah <laughs> lean in lean in let them let them control us they already know they already are <laughs> we've been begging already, i got the hiccups i got the hiccups it's already happening it's done you can't you can't resist it if you're not already in you don't already have your burn bag and your fucking doomsday fucking hole in the middle of the, the middle of a Tascacita. Then you, if you don't already have that already built, your your what's it fallout shelter, whatever they're called, stacked with beans and non-perishable items. If you don't already have that, then like when the world ends, like just you're gonna be the first to go and just embrace that. Like that's that's God's love. That's what it is. I feel like I'm the I'm the type of guy that would have a fully stocked fallout shelter and forget a can opener, uh, and and die within a week. Yeah, I'd forget like the passcode to get in. I'm just like, guys, we can't get in. And then and so, <laughs> it's I, not my I, last I, three. I, it's like, it's like asking everybody what their birthday is. It's like, no, I, I tried to get clever on this one because I didn't want anybody to figure out. And then just rebels come by and take our jugs of water. Just. <laughs> <laughs> And that's and that's the best case scenario of me actually preparing to have a place, which is never gonna never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm a first. To, I'm a I'm a hero in the fact that I am the first to die. I will be shot at HEB instantly. Like, oh, you want the, oh you want the uh, the honey wheat the honey wheat bread? Yeah, here here. Have, no, it's just it, I was gonna offer it and they still shot me anyway. So that's what's gonna be. I'm gonna die first, and it's gonna be freedom for me because I won't have to live in that whatever that is. Yeah, no, that that sounds great. Like I, I made a girl cry. She asked, she's like, that a student is a few years ago. She was like, is there gonna be another like stock market crash? I was like, yes, because the economy is cyclical. So yes, there will be another stock market crash. She's like, so like Great Depression stuff. I'm like, yeah, for for sure, one hundred percent. She's like, uh, is there gonna be a World War Three? Like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is. There, there's gonna there there one hundred percent will be another World War because that's what we do as humans. And she was like, are there going to be nuclear weapons? I was like, yes, that's why we built these nuclear weapons. Like someone's going to take one out for a spin. So yeah, there's going to be a nuclear war. And she's like, are they going to drop it on us? And I was like, I hope so. I don't want to live in the, in, in the world that I don't want to survive that. So 
I, uh, I hope. And then she started crying and I realized like, maybe I'm just having a bad day. No, you were speaking on facts, but yeah, that's not, that, that juxtaposed with the, um, just the excited and optimistic disposition of a, of, of a youth. Um, <laughs> harsh reality, life, life comes at you quick. And you know, yeah, sometimes you, it's, um, you might be, you probably were doing a, uh, a, a service to her. Cause she's just like, yeah, she maybe didn't need that, that drastic fear in her life, but also, um, yeah, that's all, all going to happen. We are at war with China right now, just because it's a, <laughs> Just because it's a proxy war and it's financial and it's behind things, we are at war with China right now. Yeah. yeah. So, and then plus all the other wars we're at. So, just uh, welcome to this fun Astros baseball podcast. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we slant geopolitical. Sometimes we're just talking about who's the next leadoff hitter. We don't know. It could be anybody. So it's it's fun. It's just, much like baseball. Um, the world is uh, yeah, in history. It's 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 very cyclical and. Um, Sometimes it's predictable and other times it's, it's not. And that's uh, just a microcosm for uh, just humanity uh, as a whole. We love baseball because it represents life. Like it's uh, that, that, that's why. So this is your, your very typical Astros baseball podcast. Uh, Astros doing better. Yeah. Again, it's crazy what happens when you get half of your starting lineup back from COVID protocol. That's crazy. Okay, well let's okay let's let, let's start there because this is a this is a negative point and I didn't get too worked up about it. Did you have a problem with the uh, the Angels game being canceled and the Astros game not even being looked at? Is yes. that I mean, and uh, and and to follow up on that, and then I'll let you expand on it. Um, do you think that that that's warranted, or do, or do you think, or or is that is that the old Astros mentality that we used to talk about? pre 2017 where it was like you know the the neutral bud Selig game in, in in milwaukee the 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 replay reviews the the woe is us if it's gonna go wrong you know the the murphy's law mentality of, of astro fandom which still exists in some people and i still get some psd flashbacks but so do you think do you think there's something to that um, or cause, cause I don't, but I'd, I'd love to hear your, your opinion on it. I, I joked with someone earlier today that the whole, like Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, Machete, like the, you're all out for an indeterminate amount of time. That, that felt like the 10 game penalty that, that other teams were, or other teams fan bases, uh, we're calling for last year. Well, now it turns out that like Altuve did have COVID like that's, that's documented. So it, that, that puts a little bit different slant on it, but I, 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 yeah, no, it's weird that, that they'd be like, well, two coaches and like a player uh, are in, are in COVID protocol. So we're going to cancel this game. And, but, but now like four starting lineup guys are out. And no, y'all are good. You've got this. Uh, I understood when it was like the one series against the Tigers. And they're like, we can't make this up. And then it started to be like, no, we're going to play this game, even though it's against a divisional opponent that you're going to see them a hundred more times this year. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I, I can, I, I'm not going to say like, no, Manfred has it out for the Astros, even though he clearly does. 
it, 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 when it was just the Tigers series, I, I, I can sort of get on board when it got extended like a week beyond that. That's when I, I sort of had kind of a problem with it. But so I'm curious yeah. about your, about why, why you're like, ah, nah, it's, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't, well, I don't think that, I don't think there is any kind of animosity still towards the Astros. Uh, personally, because they they've already faced the guillotine, they've they did what they didn't have to do. They fell on the sword for any other metaphor analogy you want to use for that. I, there's nothing more to be angry at them about. Um. So I so I don't know. I mean, even the even the fan hating and stuff is 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 truly unwarranted. So I I don't know. I read some stuff on the angel stuff on the angel game that it was that part of it was to do with the, the testing at the stadium and the public. And there was some other, there was some other stuff going along too, that it wasn't just a roster type thing, but I, I could be, I could be, I could be misremembering something on that. Huh. That I it was no that, that, that angel, that angel stadium was a, uh, either a vaccine or a testing spot. And it was just something. And, and that could, that's probably a lie because we do know that they do like fly. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the narrative that, that the Astros are the enemy of the, of the league now, unless, unless they are as malevolent as we originally thought. And they, are trying to keep burying the point home that, that that they are the cheaters to keep to perpetuate this thing and keep this thing going, which is funny because I got contacted. I don't know, you might have too. Did you get contacted by the LA Times writer? No, uh, I got contacted to do an interview f- for the LA Times. Uh, it seemed to be a David David something um, or something right. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember his name. David uh, Wolf. Seemed, I, I yeah, I don't know. It was, it was an angel and it seemed to be an angels beat writer for the times and wanted to, uh, wanted to talk about the, how I felt now after the, after the dust has settled about the scandal and stuff. And, uh, that's cool. Well, didn't, yeah, it didn't going to use it. wouldn't use anything because I was going to go, I, I never ended, I ended up not doing it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be used as propaganda and in, in in an article that I know that was going to be slanted and the stuff that I was going to say was going to be, it was going to, was going to come from a pure place of honesty and truth, what it really is, but it was going to come from a place of bias. And I, and I didn't want to be, I just didn't want to, I don't know. There was something weird about it. I just didn't want to say like, what I was going to really repeat what we talked about last episode. I was going to say that I think it was handled all wrong. I think they shouldn't have fallen on the sword and, and the, the hypocrisy of baseball. I was going to bring up Altuve and how people read a headline. They don't even know what the cheating is. I was, I was going to break it all down and they just would have said, and they would have twisted it into, you know, bitter Astros uh, or delusional and all this, just stuff that I did. So I didn't want to, I didn't want, I didn't want to preach on them. And, um, and then I also didn't want to go the other way and be like, I understand that it was wrong and what they did was, was wrong. Shout out to Chaz McCormick. We got an update on the phone. Oh, nice. So, did, see, that's, Torres, there's, there's, so, so that's I, where, that's where it went. And with the LA people, and if it was a Dodgers writer, it would have been even worse, but the LA times, so that, and I don't mean to interrupt you there, 
I just, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I probably should have got talked to him and given him some, some honest quotes to maybe to, to help or bring some levity to the situation for them people that who, who truly need it. in, in that fan base Dodgers, especially that like that this is, it's all, it's all misinformation and it's all perception and it's just, it's all hypocrisy. And I, and that's not even me being rooting for the Astros and loving the team and trying to defend that championship because I can say that I know that the, what the Astros did from a rule book perspective was wrong. What they were doing was wrong, but that morally and all this stuff, I just, it wasn't a big deal. It just wasn't a big deal. And I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to say that on a public record. I'm not sure why, because normally I would have, I had no fun. I had no problem talking about the ghost wolf pendant with ABC 13 and how the ghost (laughs) wolf brought us wins, which I was quoted on, of course. And I made look like a fool. See, that's, that's super, that's impressive because I totally would have fallen into that trap because I, I, I come from your, your background in entertainment and comedy like that sort of like steeled you to where you can see like what the real intention is behind some like random reporter contacting you i would have i would have gotten canceled like i like i never i would have answered earnestly and which is not what that dude was looking for and i don't know that i don't want to say that he was very nice so i don't i I don't want to say that but I, just knowing the LA Times, and um, you know, there's there's always the um, the the, the um, I'm trying to think of the, the right word uh, writers at, at certain papers that are you know not necessarily the Skip Baylesses, but the uh, the people that just I, I can't think of the basic word for it. What is the um, counter enablers? Uh, enablers. No, 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 no. What's the uh, contrarians? A contrarian oh, yeah. that's looking to just be different and take a different angle at something. He might have genuinely wanted to know, and he it was angel slanted. So I, I I don't feel like the angels' hate was the same as the the Dodgers. The Dodgers Dodgers was and still to this day pure vitriol. Oh yeah, which, no, which makes me which makes me so sad because they're and I saw this tweet earlier. There's the best team in baseball. Defending champions. I'm not even going to put a quote on it because they won it amidst all the, the nonsense. They were the best team. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They won the COVID championship. But they're <laughs> fucking – they're crushing it. They're crushing it in the tough division. Had a rough go of it with San Diego. But the, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now and probably the favorite to win the World Series. I don't see anybody else um, that, that, that looks as good as they do right now. Um so, but so for so to, to be that whiny and entitled and just that mentality really sums up Los Angeles, California. Tr- truth be told, that that. So, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but that, that just like gross. Y'all are winning championships. You've been to the World Series. You've been to the NLCS. You've been like, grow the fuck up, Miles Straw. I'm, I'm doing the updates because I'm I'm leaving them on. Miles Straw has singled in a, a run, and Chaz McCormick scores. So. Just like we drew it up. Anytime I have a bad thought about Miles Straw, he comes through. Miles, did you see the Miles Straw sass when when people were starting to hate on him? I did. I was G- good for him. I because I I felt I felt bad just joking around about him because dude plays hard and 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 
he's young and like he deserves all the time that every other young person that struggled is too. He's, he's just thrown into the gauntlet, having to replace one of the greatest Astros that's that's ever played a hero. And and that's why that that's why he's getting the brunt of it because he's the he's the guy that's supposed to replace George Springer and George Springer would never go through a slump even though we saw it happen frequently. Uh, it was his mo. Yeah, no, he would he hit three hundred because he would either go like oh for two weeks or or hit nine fifty for two weeks like that 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 that's why his batting average was what it was. Um, and and I th- and, and I I got into the jokes like when when my, when Dusty put Miles Straw like lead off and it was like a four seventy five OPS. I'm like, no reason not to put that guy uh, at the top of the lineup. But he's learning on the job. Like this is what this is what we did from 2012 to to freaking 2016. To be honest, and 2015 was very fluky. The 2015 season was was extremely fluky. Um, <laughs> And, and it yeah. wasn't until like 2017 that it stopped being a fluke. Uh, and there's plenty of unspoken jokes that go, that go with that statement. So 20, yeah. well, 2016 too, well, 2016 too was there were, that's why it was so frustrating. And that's why early on this season, we've made so many comparisons because they are so accurate. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> a little bit different in terms of veteran presence and talent. Than, than 2015 was but the same talent was there um and there were they, they would just they'd be you know eight games back win 10 in a row and then lose five in a row and like you just didn't know like i mean and they were always right there so um this has been a, a start to a season of, of big swings and i and i think that that the optics of it and we talked a little bit about this last week the optics of it make it look a lot worse. But when they come in and, and just run through the angels and, you know, you get a tough loss with some just McCullers walks one guy too many and it gets a fucking infield hit and the ball hits a base. Like you're going to lose base, but that's baseball. You're going to lose games like that. They played well enough to get a sweep, but like, so, but they're not, if they're just winning two out of three here and there, maybe losing a series and not getting dominated, like it, the same record looks a lot different and they're, I mean, they're the Seattle was winning the division for a minute before Oakland went, went do, do So, so Seattle does what they do in April. They, yep. they get a division lead and they start talking trash and then everybody reminds them they're <laughs> Seattle. And I, and I, and I still fully believe the Houston Astros will win the, win the AL West. I, the Oakland athletics are not that good. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and you look at the and like coming into the the game that is currently being played, because uh, it's almost eight o'clock on April twenty eighth. The Astros are twelve and eleven, and they lost what like eight of nine. Yep. During the the quarantine period. Yeah. All right. You're you're twelve and eleven. You go one and eight. Let's say you win half of those games. You're sixteen and seven. And you're one. And, you're one of the best teams in baseball. And if not, if no, not no one no one thinks twice about it so it's it's just we're it's it's what we talked about in 2016 where like it's early but it's getting later but there's a reason for it this time like you didn't have Bregman you didn't have Altuve you didn't have Jordan you didn't have Maldonado like like it's 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 all those dudes don't get sidelined at the same time without without a reason and and of course the reason is understandable 
but you have to put it in perspective. Like if you win, if you go eight and one over the next, you know, nine games, then you're, then that, then that evens out. And there's a lot of evening out to do. And, and I'm just, I'm just not that worried. And I know that Fangraph says that, I know that Fangraph says the Astros are like 51% to win the division. It's gotta be way higher than that. And I, and I respect the angels. Uh, They've put the angels. Yeah. I'm not worried about Oakland. Oakland's not the problem. Angels are not the problem. The angels are definitely not the problem. Oakland. Oh, I I don't feel like anybody is the problem, but the angels are are definitely not. Oh, definitely not the the problem. I, I think the angels are the problem. They don't have the pitching. That's true, but they have the offense. Well, I mean, okay, so how long is Winfro out for the year, or was he just hurt? Who who tore their ACL? I, I have no idea. They, they lost um, somebody. They signed. They signed. I don't know if it was Renfro. It's not Trout, but they somebody that they signed tore their ACL and they're out for the year. They're done. Um, one of their one of their bats. I, I I can't remember who it is. So it's a baseball podcast. We're more ge- a little bit more geopolitical. Yeah, so if, yeah. You wanna, <laughs> if you want, if you want, if you want to, if you want to chat Palestine, um, yeah, and the Gaza Strip. I got you, but I don't know the the one player that's very important that I should know that that tore their ACL. <laughs> and I didn't even cool. know this happened. So we're both. Um, yeah, and so with, does Trout have COVID? What was he not playing in that series for? Which is always a blessing to just not have to face the god. Yeah, no, that, I'm all for it. Like that'd be great to play. If if Mike Trout takes 19 games off during the season, and they're all against the Astros. Like, perfect. It had to be bad because the Angels have to know. Like this is this was their chance, like to to make a statement. And so whatever whatever Trout was out with had to be pretty serious for him to not even play. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So I. I have a I have a computer right here. I, I can look up and look it up. So listeners are, are listening to this screaming like, "Why are you guys a baseball podcast?" And I'll be like, "I I can't tell you why." Well, because obviously the the Angels' important player that's out for the year is Garrett Anderson or Tim Salmon. <laughs> it's Darren Erstad, and he's <laughs> out. That's so that, that joke to me will will never get old. That's because it's so true the way, and uh, they even alluded to to that on the broadcast how that they've spent their money um offensively uh which was a which was an odd strategy um well i guess it's not an odd strategy if you're if you're gonna face elite pitching with the astros to go that but like they've always been there to sign bats starting from when they brought in Pujols and, and whatnot. So, like, they weren't – I mean, yeah. C.J. Wilson. C.J. Wilson would have been their biggest uh, – <laughs> besides besides the GOAT, Shohei Otani, who right, – you got to respect that guy, dude. <laughs> that, that guy's a, the truth. I, I, I love him. Big he's fan. great. We're back. Name a, name a random ahead. angel. Let's do the thing where you name a random angel player. Jim Abbott. That's a good one. Yeah, because he had one. He had one arm. Well, how tight is that? He's Greg Abbott's son, and like Greg Abbott, that's the only Greg, good thing Greg Abbott's ever done. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so stupid. Nolan Ryan. That's this is going to be harder than a, a bunch of them. 
Nolan Ryan. Because they who'd you who oh you went Nolan Ryan? Okay, that's a that's a that's almost not fair. David yeah. David Eckstein. Sean Figgins. Ooh. God, it's it's funny how I go straight back to straight back to baseball cards. Um yep. God, I don't Oh, it, you know who? You know who it was? It, it, I looked it up. I was looking it up. It was Dexter Fowler, Ooh. who is who is a is, is a big piece to to doing that. I mean, I know he's a little bit older, but Dexter Fowler, Dexter Fowler is out for the year ACL. Unlucky. That's got to be the end for Dexter Fowler, right? Yeah, I always been a big Dexter Fowler guy. No, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. John Lackey. Ooh, John Lackey. And of course, I can, I mean, I can go back to the, my, the jersey I bought, my Jared Weaver jersey. <laughs> Which I have not put on since I put on that episode and people got very unhappy. Benji Molina. Oh, Benji Molina. What's, what's great about this is that I could do this an entire episode and have so much fun. Just Benji, just... Because there's some, and this is baseball, and I don't know, I don't know if it's because of the baseball cards or playing a fantasy baseball or how it used to be. And I hate to be a used to be guy, but unfortunately, I think we're both that old. Yeah. Is that like you just like you didn't study? I'm playing, I guess, playing MLB baseball game and stuff. Like you didn't study, but you knew everybody. You knew who, yeah. not prospect wise, or unless you had like a, you got one of those rookie cards or something, but baseball cards, like you knew what they hit in years before and you would look at it and you'd read it and check it out. And like, even if you glanced at it once, you would learn it. So you just knew names. You're like, okay, I know who that guy is when they'd come up and it just made the game so much more interesting. Yeah. Benji Molina is a good one. I don't. The ghost of Garrett Anderson is the only one that's good. okay. Well, well, uh, all game long, you can pepper in ones that you can think of. Because I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to think of some. But let's, um, all right, let's move on a bit. So I, all right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, so they've been playing better. Um, they're playing a terrible. Uh, their schedule's been so easy. Uh, at, at least on, on on paper, I don't I don't want to make light of an MLB schedule because any team can win. But I mean, the Angels starting out with a winning—I mean, the Mariners starting out with a, a winning record—is hilarity to me because they are. That's what they do. One, one rung above the Texas Rangers, and then there's—I don't—the Astros were out of the vision. If the Astros didn't exist, that's where they're finishing. Um, I don't—they're—they <laughs> can't. They're that that franchise is rebuilding when they're not rebuilding. Like when they're ready to win, they're still rebuilding somehow. They, they, one of the, and we, we we harp on this a lot, but one of the worst run franchises in history of baseball it's and it's so funny because they were seen as being like the the organization that was about to figure it out like that they they had the groundwork laid there was that that hashtag like six org like they were the the sixth best run franchise in major league baseball and had the sixth best farm system and they just like squandered it and their what their team president like very recently got fired because he like popped off yeah. to the to the rotary club about how the yeah no of course we're manipulating service time like how do you overshare with the rotary club and it, it, that just sort of sums up the the mariners like 
for me. And I, I wish they were good. Like how they didn't win in the in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like well, two, the two thousand one team was. I mean, that's the twenty. That's the one hundred sixteen win. One hundred sixteen right? wins. How do you win one hundred sixteen win games and go on to do nothing? Because America needed the Yankees to be in there, even though they ended up losing. Shout out to Arizona, 9-11. There could have been some shenanigans to make sure that although the, shen- the shenanigans didn't fully come to fruition because, like, you're right, Arizona won that World Series. Well, but you can only the- control you can only control so much, but I, I agree with you. Like, just after the whole Astro scandal and just seeing just uh, you kind of know what the powers that be can are capable of. Uh, I, I wouldn't have doubted that either, but they got, they got trounced out of that pretty early. And, and, and we both know that that absolutely, especially they lost, did they lose in the, in the, in the first round in the five game series? Or did they make it to the, to the division series? That's a good yeah, question. I, 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 I think they got bounced out early. So, but if they, I think lost it was early. That, if they lost in that five game series, that that's a crap shoot. You win 116 yep. games and you get caught. It it just is what it is. Um, but that team is yep. incredible. You go you go back and look at that lineup, and it's just from Jay Buner to Griffey to Edgar Martinez to I mean just I mean up and down the up and down the board. So yeah, I they've always they've always had players. They've all I, I don't I, I I honestly I don't have an explanation for what what they're doing up there because they're operating like they're. They're like the Cincinnati Bengals, where they're just like, we know we're going to make money, um, but we're never going to – we're terrible. We're never going to be good. I'm going to sell off. And, it, and it's not run like a baseball team to win. It's run for for the ownership to make money, and it just is what it is. Oh, this guy's do this? Okay, well, b- b- bid farewell. Uh, g- good luck. Uh, yeah. We'll sign this person here. And, and that's what it's all – and it always seems like and, – and I can't – I can't fully blame a, a billionaire – they're a billionaire and that's what they do is make money. It's their business. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't put, you can't put what you want on, um, on their money and their checkbooks. So it sucks to be a Seattle fan and have to deal with that, but it doesn't seem like they really want to win. They just want to maintain and not be, not be bad enough to lose money. Yeah. And I mean, like if, if you're in Seattle, like you, if, if you own the Mariners, you, then you've hit the jackpot because Seattle doesn't have an NHL team. I guess they will soon, but you, you don't have an NBA team because that's Tragedy. now Oklahoma city. So you, you, you let the Seahawks do their thing. And then when it's summertime, it's your time. And you know, people are going to come out because it's a gorgeous ballpark and the weather's beautiful. Beautiful. There, there's no reason to spend an extra $75 million on payroll because people are going to show up to the game because you get to see players from other teams. And, you know, it's not like you can pop down to Tacoma and, and see some other major league franchise. Like you, it's, it's the isolation. It's the airport mentality. The airport mentality <laughs> is like, you're going to pay $4 for this bottle of water in the airport. Because if, if, if you don't want to spend the $4, then, then screw you. Like don't drink water. Right. Like it, right. it's it's the we're in Seattle. We're up here by ourselves. You want to drive to San Francisco? Be my guest. Like this is how we do things because there's no competition whatsoever. Yeah, that's ter- that's terrible. That and that's just 
And that just would, I mean, it just speaks back to, to ownership. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just ownership mentality. I mean, and, and it's easy to speak from somebody who is not cutting the checks and it isn't their money. So I, and that's why I say like, I mean, if they came in, bought it as a business and is running it like a business, it is a business. It's working. Um, but at the same time, if, if I'm, if I have that kind of money and, and, if, and if I ever do, which I won't, um, <laughs> I would absolutely buy a sports franchise and, and even like, even at a lower level and all I would care about was winning because that money would be, I, w- I don't want to call it disposable because if you're just doing, if you're just doing your job and winning, you will make it back. But like yep. you buy a, you buy a franchise to, cause you love competition. You want to win. You want to make them the best. It's not, you don't, but I don't think some, some people are wired that way. And that's why when non-baseball people take over teams it it, it gets a little dicey because they don't they they don't care they just don't care and they might want to win but they don't they don't care and that, and that's what i get from seattle and, I, and I, I do feel bad for them i really do i mean your your at that point your wins and losses are on the balance sheet for a home game and if 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 people bought tickets and they bought beer and they bought hot dogs and they bought shirts in the team store and, and, and you made just a crap. And I have no idea what a major league baseball team makes on any given home game. About $2 but million. Minute made the Astros make a, bring about $2 million in on an average baseball game and with, with, with uh, food and souvenirs. So it, that it, I love that you know that. So if you, if you make, if you're just a, you're just a businessman and you see, we made $2 million. We lost seven to six in 12 innings. Like you're like, cool. Made $2 million. Like that, that's, that's, that's what you're in it for. And that's capitalism. That's business. (laughs) Yeah. It takes someone caring more about the seven to six than the $2 million to, to actually turn your franchise around. Yeah. And you know, and that's why, that's why as I've, as I've gotten older, I, um, I respect the George Steinbrenners and the people that are just like, fuck it. I have this money. I'm opening the checkbook. Yeah. It's annoying that y'all can't do it. And well, we'll, we'll share. Here's a tax here. Here's this, that and here. You can have some picks, but I'm rich. I own this franchise. Yeah. The, I'm going to sign every best player because I have the money and I'm going to do it. I it's, it's not cheap. Um, everybody that owns a team is a billionaire. And maybe at different levels, and, 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 I, and I understand different markets, and I understand that the New York Yankees are a, a different example because they are bringing in, you know, that's a worldwide global, global brand, and that can't be applied to, to, to Tampa Bay. But, yep. and, and there are different business mindsets and stuff, but they are all rich and can go Florida Marlin. Can go Florida Marlin at any point and be like... <laughs> Yeah, and then have buyer's remorse and get rid of everybody. But they got yeah. their rings. And we yeah. talk about them a lot. Well, not a lot, but we bring them up. Like, they, they did what they needed to do, and they got their rings. They've only tried twice, and they've won the World Series both times. Like yeah, they've, I, never lost a play, they've like never lost a playoff game or something stupid like that. Is that true? <laughs> is that true? It, it, it's something like that. Like, they've I, never – like, they've just sailed through the postseason. I, I don't, it's not lost a game, but I, I, if you told me – if you were like – how many playoff series have the Florida Marlins lost and it, outside of 2020? 
I don't think they've lost a. They haven't lost a series. I think they've never lost a series, and that's the thing I was thinking about. I, I would I would want to. I'd be like, oh damn, all right, yeah. They no, haven't I been to the postseason. The only times they've been, they sailed through and won. They won. won the World they series. won everything and sold everybody the following offseason. How cool was Dontrell Willis? I love Dontrell Willis. Me too. I mean, Me too. just just a gem of a of a human being, but just one of the biggest badasses to ever pitch. And uh, he was, I mean, those, those Marlins vintage, teams, vintage Josh Beckett, Dontrell Willis, like these guys, like, uh, man, that was, yeah. those were, those were fun teams. Those were fun teams to watch. You had young Ag- Edgar Renteria. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love, I love those Florida Marlin teams. Miguel was, Cabrera. Yeah. I mean, and then they were, I mean, they were, Oh, my phone slipped. That's pretty tight. Um, there were juggernaut teams and, like that's why it was sad to just be like, oh no, this was it. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on from this, and you'll you'll see what's gonna happen after this. We accomplished that goal, so let's let's make a crap ton of money so we can try it again here in like you know six years or twenty years got, or whatever. I, I I got an angel for you, Chone Figgins. Didn't I say? I, I thought I I thought I said. You say Chone Figgins? Do you say Chone Figgins? I think I did. Well, if you did, like that's that's just a name that sticks out. Shit, uh, that's a good one. K Rod, K Rod. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, all right. I'm I'm still thinking, but I'm I'm not having not having time to to, to come up with them. All right, you want to? <laughs> okay, so okay, so before before we pivot to the the fun music stuff, before we get out of here, what are you? Uh, I assume your thoughts are similar to mine that it's it is the end of April, but it's still April, and um, we've seen the flashes. Uh, Ooh, I, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I saw the update about Jordan going to the the IL. I, do you know any details on what that is? And if it saw- was because he had to round second on a single, round third <laughs> on a single? Because if, if that is the reason, I, I was glad that he scored from there because I was like, that's all he has to do. If he can yeah. score from there, that's great. But I don't like that, that's, that he's on the injured list the next day. So uh, either he has COVID or something bad's happening. But I saw that and it was instant terror. And that was just a, right before our show went live. Dusty said health and safety protocols. So I'm assuming that's, that's COVID related. Okay. If, you, if, if at any point in 2021 you say protocols, that, that's, that's code for COVID. So okay, good. I'm, a, I'm glad we're figuring out the lingo because we we got we got AJ down. We knew we knew what him yeah. what, what what was a vacation and what wasn't. So mm-hmm. that's good that um that we're getting we're getting Dusty down. Shout out to Dusty Baker. I, I I take back every every negative thing I said, and I wasn't against the hiring, but I wasn't fully on board. And now there is no other person that could have managed this particular team after AJ Hinch than yep. Dusty Baker and it makes me appreciate him a lot I, I love him as a person as a manager like I I, I couldn't say enough and like when people were at, asked me if 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 I wanted AJ back and like in place of Dusty Baker be like I, I don't know man <laughs> I, I don't know you know I mean obviously it'd, it'd be great to not even have to ask that question um but no slight to AJ <laughs> but just I, I, I yeah I don't know I would Life happened how it did. Um, and it played out how it did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know necessarily if I, I don't know if necessarily like how AJ played some of the aftermath of that stuff. And I, and I think he deserves a statue. 
I wish he was an Astro for life, but I, I think that the way things transpired, I, I don't want him back. And well, he no, just, and that, no love lost. I mean, it just is what it is. Either, either he, either AJ Hinch was media, PR savvy enough, which I believe that could be the case. Yes. But, or, or completely remorseful. He was the only one who came across as being contrite, as being open. And again, that could, that could just be, you, you know, what the media is demanding. And you know what the MLB fan base is demanding. And so if you come across me like, man, that sucked. I wish I would have done something different. But you're the only person saying that. Like, that's that's a pretty powerful statement. So whether or not he believes that, he was at least media savvy enough to know to capitalize on that. So oh, yeah. He he got he got his gig. Like, you know, he got he got his second act with the Tigers and they came in and beat the absolute dog piss out of out of the Astros, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and you know, good for him. I'm glad, I'm glad he's back in baseball, but I would, I would, for, for multiple reasons, like I want the Astros to win the world series, but I would love it if Dusty could win one. Oh, that, you know what? And I think that that would be, and, and, and that is absolutely on the table. I think all, all the pieces are there. I know it looks busted up. Um, but looking at, looking at run differential, Looking at run differential and what teams have the run differential they have, it's uh, aside from I, I think the Giants are a little bit the San Francisco Giants are a little bit of it uh, popping up, but they've got some good down. Uh, the the NL West is fucking just yoked up. The NL West is the truth. Um, but the Astros run differential really tells it really tells the story. I know they've had some blowouts and stuff. I mean, they they they, 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 they could spread it out, but I mean, but they're that's that's that kind of run differential shows you that these two nothing and three to two games that they've lost were swing games, and that and that can happen, and that that should balance out. That like so, they, it, it, run differential for me is a uh, a a big at least a, a clue as to um, as to what a team is and and. and comparing to the to what their record is at a, at a given moment and of course that that comes together as the season progresses and you can you know see it a little bit more clearly but i they're yeah they've scored runs in bunches and, and then they've shut down so i i think this the, the the big the big swings it just changes the optics on it and it's frustrating as a as a fan to watch them not do anything and then score 18 runs or whatever it is and or 16 runs and then I, I don't know, but I, it's, it's, it's all there. Oda Rizzi is still pitching spring training starts. He's still working stuff out. So McCullers is working on some, they're all kind of working on some stuff that they, they, they're just off. Lance has never had control problems like this. And, and Granke all is, is notorious for who, who's been great by the way, except for, you know, a couple, he got banged around a couple starts, but he, like is notorious for kind of building up as the season goes on. There, there have a whole team of guys that need that. Um, and then you see, you have, you know, Javier stepping up. And so I, I think all the pieces are there. And once it all comes together, I, I fully expect them to win the division and, and compete to win the pennant and compete for a world series. I, I really, really truly do. I'm, I'm more excited about Christian Javier than I am about any other starting pitcher. Like Lance, you've got him locked up. You're going to get what you get from Lance. 
Christian Javier is is going to be the ace of this rotation at some point. It might be a couple of years, but that's a dude that that you you bet the farm on. And and I I I love Christian Javier. And w- when too. he came up and did his thing last year, I like even I thought I was like I thought we were a couple of years away from this and I but it's also like Jordan Lyle syndrome. Like I thought Kyle Greenwald was going to be a badass when he was like killing it at Lexington in like 2011. But, but Javier has the stuff to be, to be the ace of a rotation and it, but he has the mentality for it as well. And like, he, he, he's a, he's a dude that, that throws sick stuff, but also wants to be that guy. And, and I, I couldn't be happier for, for what he's done so far this year. No, a hundred percent. And see, and I, and I think, and you know, as, as the career progresses, this gets, you know, this kind of takes away some of the, the oomph of it, but I, I, I still feel the same way about Lance McCullers Be, because of his competitive nature and because of the stuff he has, I, I think he needs to. And, and of course there's a sports psychologist and he's talking to somebody and somebody that can maybe bring, bring him down a little bit because he cares so much. Cause a guy like that is, He's trying to cut your head off every single, every single at bat. And if he can kind of lean in and, and kind of learn how to just kind of suppress some of that stuff that I'm going to strike everybody out and get the ground balls that he is statistically susceptible to getting, which in a high percentage and just, and take that, take that ground out, take that double play, stop worrying about trying to make people look silly Save some pitches. Um, save some pitches for later in the game. Yep. Save some pitches from later in the game. I mean, he's he, he's definitely changed some stuff up. He's not throwing the curveball as much. Um, he's throwing the change more, but he he's got sick stuff. And a lot of the times that he misses are, are are just off. And he's been squeezed in a couple of games with some calls, and that's going to happen. But um, yeah, the, the 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 walk in the guys is uh, is an anomaly, and. If, if he's not putting guys on base like that, Lance McCullers is as unhittable as anybody. And he showed it in, in, in some of his outings this year. So I, I, I think that the same for I, with, with Lance, you have him locked up. He's got that, that, and, and this could be a bad thing. I don't, I don't know the, the pressure of the contract off. I, I don't think Lance McCullers is wired to ever do anything less than try to dominate the, the competition in front of him. That's just who he is. He's been he wanted to fight multiple times. We'll hit a guy is ready to throw. Like you see him, he'll get a pop out in left field and he knows as he, he knows he misses the spot and it's pissed off, even though it was a pop out and he got the out. Like he knows that that guy could have hit that ball out. Like he is always locked in. So I'm still, uh, he, he, he's still right there to, to put it all together too. And it takes, and it takes a, takes a while so maybe Granky can rub up rub up on him and and Justin and all that stuff and yeah you know people forget and and I'm going on a diatribe here but the, the Astros totally revamped their entire farm system and, and their main ball club that there are still prospects coming up that are that are elite baseball players potential superstars that, that haven't even snipped the majors yet um, especially in, in in the pitching realm, so I I think that that that's something for for Astros fans to be excited about. That uh, you know, it seems like the windows now and all that stuff. But I think that 
the, these guys like Javier and um, I'm not going to mention the guy's name that that is similar to a uh, Civil War general, but um, <laughs> he's still around. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a time for it's a time to be optimistic, even though we've we've both talked about how unwatchable they are when they don't score. Uh, Yuli Guriel, superstar. Yep. Yeah, I mean that the the uh, there have been a, a few games where it's felt like a complete game, where the pitching is there, the hitting is there. And, but it's, it's, it's sort of been, it, it hasn't been few and far between, but you know, it's almost May and the Astros are around 500. So it, it feels like it's not there. Um, once that clicks and they, they get a two or three week, you know, hot streak where everything is clicking, that that's what you try to recapture in October, then it's a completely different story. So now is just about getting everyone on the same page. And, and getting everyone's timing down, whether you're a pitcher or a hitter. So did, there's no cause for concern. I, I mean, they've, they've lost 11 games, and like eight of them came when half the starting lineup was out. Yeah, okay. You know, it, it, I, it's just, it's, it's weird because of recent success and, and the spoils of being an Astros fan recently, um at least just looking at box scores like it it feels like what's wrong right now and there's not a whole lot that's wrong it's just about refining and getting ready for what's going to be you know three quarters of the rest of the season right you know and and i think that that something that we as a podcast and i think as people are are very good at and Again, this is what we we do. Um, so, and, and it's probably not a, a great thing from a entertainment pers- perspective. Listening, but we don't we don't buy into false narratives. We don't get caught up in this this at bat to bat this game to game thing. And and we both look at it, you know, in a macrocosmic kind of sense. And that's not as entertaining. Um, but to some people, and and I've heard this. Uh, for pretty much every year, uh, maybe 2016 aside, our first year, <laughs> that that listening to us calms down people. Some people that are riled up and like, what the fuck is wrong? That we're terrible. Um, that 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 listening to us kind of brings us down. And I mean, that's just I think that's just our our approach to the game. Like I don't, I can't. Yeah. You can't get caught up in in, in, in at bat to it bad or what's happening. And it, slumps happen. Streaks happen. Things can be great. Things can be bad. Like anything goes. It's anarchy. It's chaos. It's mayhem. Yeah. And if you if you just embrace the mayhem, that within that mayhem there is a balance, and like it all comes together at at, at some point. But you can't lock into any specific time frame and say this is what they are. This is what they should be. This is what because both can exist at the same time. They can be playing terribly and be the best team in baseball congruently. Yeah. All right, let's do a quick music thing and let's get the hell out of here. Gary so Miley D- Cyrus. Gary D. Sarcina. What? That's my one angel. That's my last angel player. Gary D. Sarcina. Oh, that's a good I don't even know who that is. <laughs> who is that? 
yeah he was on like the 88 like don russ baseball card you said baseball cards i was like that's that's the direction so gary right, the, Mar- st- the mariners are taking it to us now but just that's neither here nor there um whatever uh sh- fucking shit scott shields that's a good one <laughs> this is this is a game we've only played we've only played twice and it's, it's extremely fun we should we should do this more troy porcival Troy Percival. Oh, that's a that's a really good one. All right, I'll figure something out. So the no the Miley Cyrus Tiny Desk concert, like I don't even. You sent it to me, and you were like, "You need to listen to this." Or, or no, I, I was serious. Yeah, and and so I did, and and you know, "Party in the USA," that extremely cool song. Uh, great different hook, thing. Great great melody this was very different and and with the mazzy star fade into you that like that was that's that's one of the very few covers that i will say and it's a short list of covers that are better than the original that was one of them yes thank you thank you and that's really all i wanted to hear because i i i did like i did like her performance on some of her uh, other songs because i i like her i like her pivot musically but that that fade into you cover was was goosebumps, and like you heard her voice and some of the stuff she does, you just like you could watch that and, and watch nothing else and be like, oh, she's got it. Like she's like she's she is talented. Like uh, yep. that, like she's got that that that, and and she's got a you know a gravel in her voice that's a, a little bit different. So I I don't know. I just I it's I all Virginia Slims. Like it's all Virginia Slims or Newports or Pall Malls or whatever it is. But it's all cigarette based. But I Good. support it. Some sometimes sometimes it works. And and you know what? There's there is nothing better than an elite female lead in a yeah. uh, in a, in, a, in, a, in a rock band. And I that's that, that legitimate. Yeah. That, like there's a lot of people that try to fake it and try to do these fake screams. But there's just like you know you go back to heart. And you go back to just band, like just, just pa- power, power female lead. Like she's got the, she's the truth. She is. Um, so, so I'm interested to see where she goes from there. But I'm glad you checked that out. Yeah, no, uh, it's cool. I, I and I did check out your um, the uh, the Incubus song, which I wanted to hate with every facet of my being. Yeah, didn't hate it. It's did not cool. hate it. It's fine. It's 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 between fine and cool, but it's different from you know, late, whatever that dude, that lead singer's name is, where he didn't wash his hair and had Brand, to Brandon Boyd. That's it. Uh, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. It was, I mean, good for them. All right. Before we sign off, any, any albums on your Rolling Stones list that you've listened to lately that you'd like? Okay. Yes. Uh, I did a whole thing last night on, on Twitter where I, I busted up uh green day's american idiot album because it sounded too much of it sounded like other stuff which i understand happens but but there were two albums that i was uh, the one one that i want to point out that was wait really, america american idiots on this list oh it's like it is uh 248 what was dookie on the list i uh, couldn't tell you I, I i could tell you later but but not right now um what the fuck okay there the earlier in the list was a velvet underground album that okay. i did not care for at all like straight up hated like it was just freaking noise and then like another one pops up at 242 and it's the velvet underground's loaded 
album and and it was it's from 1969 and like what i've learned from this list is i don't like a whole lot of like american music from the late 60s this yeah. was delightful like the the velvet underground loaded album was fin- i i really enjoyed it so so i was i was not prepared for that um i was not prepared to enjoy the buzzcocks singles going steady album as much as i did so now yeah. we're i guess we're now that we're getting towards like the top half like i'm finding stuff that i'm like normally i wouldn't think much of and then i listen to it i'm like oh yeah no that was that was that was good uh so th- I, I, that's where we are so i was super impressed by by velvet underground loaded super impressed by the buzzcocks single going steady do you think so do you take in perspective when you're when you're listening to this stuff that do you try to look at it where it's great like okay so this is a revered album is it great in the context of the genre that that they're making or are these are these trans are these all supposed to be transcendent albums that like like i don't know what this is i don't necessarily like it but i get why it's great because i i get i get that feeling when i'm like I don't normally fuck with this, but th- I could, I understand that this is great. I don't know if that's an inherent feeling, but do you ever, or just like, I know this is, this is something and I, I wouldn't necessarily like it, but now that I'm listening to it, I do understand why it's great. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Am I articulating that properly? Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I, I so at 249 was Whitney Houston's Whitney album. And, and it was like 52 minutes long. And I was like, I just listened to sunny 99.1 for 52 for 52 minutes. Like that, that's what I did. But I also, I think what they're doing is they're taking into account uh, influence. And so did this album influence, you know, a, a genre or did it lead to sort of a, um, not necessarily a renaissance, but but did it impact that genre from that point forward? And I think I think that's what they're doing. Okay, that, that makes sense. That would that would that would help out a lot. I mean, you just hearing Whitney's voice is undeniable. You could she could sing. I mean, she could sing the phone book, and you're like, yeah, she's fantastic. But not not all songs are. I mean, they're. I, I, I'm not going to call her a one trick pony because Whitney Houston's voice is just incredible. I mean, I, I saw it, but, but like a lot of the music is, and, and, and I guess that's, that's R and B music. Okay. I, I think that's one of the, the hangups on R and B music, which I, I love and listen to a lot of, but like that there's not much, there's not, there's no dynamics. Like you're either singing a ballad or you're singing something that's a little bit dancey, but you're, you're, you're usually in a, you know, you're in a minor key or you're doing this and you're doing the same, the same kind of things and the, the parameters are smaller. So I guess that's tough to, uh, I don't know, show dynamics, but Whitney, you just hear, you hear her sing. You're like, Oh, she's better than everybody in the world. Okay. I I do get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you hear Whitney Houston saying like, how do I know if he really loves me? Like you believe it. Like, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's just one of those, that influenced a generation of like female R&B singers. And, and at that point you step back and you're like, this isn't really my jam, but I can see how this was important, like on a historical level. So I think that's what I've learned over the first, like, I don't know, 55% of listening to this list. 
you know and there, there's been some like straight up turds like uh, the, the cocteau twins was on there and i'm like this 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 can go to hell uh but i, I guess maybe you know it, it, maybe it influenced people but i i don't know i have no idea why this is on the list but, How much? but then there's there's other stuff that's like representative of of where things were after that album came out okay so it's a lot of like so like black flag was on there because black flag did this for everything and then everything so it's not necessarily like because i i'm not the biggest black flag fan but i can understand if if you st- and i and i feel this the same way about Jimi hendrix i don't think Jimi hendrix is the greatest guitar player even close but i think he in- was an innovator and i think he changed the way electric guitar was played so that makes him a legend but I, I don't think, and this is a hot take that people don't like, but um, but people are like, oh, is he Hendrix? Is he this? Like H- Hendrix was revolutionary, but he wasn't the, the greatest guitar player that's ever lived. So, But he, what he did created Stevie Ray Vaughan, created John Mayer, created these guys that, that, that play under it, that, that, that listen to it, all, and way more than that. Eric Clapton learned from him. So, so that same, that kind of thing to where it's like, it's not necessarily this, but the sound of this did something to this that caused the coach, the coaching tree branch. Yeah. Yeah, for know, sure. See, I, I respect it, but I don't know if I like, I don't know. I, I wish it was more uh, like, you know, do you ever watch, did you ever watch School of Rock with J- Jack Black? Yeah. Do you remember that that he's given a lesson in class and he's got like this bracket of genres and and, and he's listing bands on the blackboard and and, and and it's so detailed and it's like this led into psychedelic. This was this there and it's like it's it's incredible. And, that, and that's kind of I, I would like to see something like that that was like more not greatest albums of all time, but like, okay, this is why they're in a flu- influential. And I, and I think if you listen to a certain kind of music, um, you go back, if you love it, like you go back on that journey, you're like, oh, if, oh, Stevie Ray loved Albert King. I, well, I'm going to go, let me go listen to see what Albert King did. And Albert King did this and you kind of go back and that's kind of what you do with music. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think great best albums should be like, in that album it should be like what that is and i guess but that's always going to be objective so yeah no subjective, that, that, sub- whatever the right word is what, whatever yeah if i've learned anything it's that i understand like it's the it's the whole like i hate the smiths i freaking hate them and but but i understand that the smiths influenced a lot of the bands that i like it's like the ramones the ramones with the exception of a few songs the ramones are unlistenable but they influenced an entire generation yeah. of, of bands that, that I appreciate because they felt like they, you know, thanks to the Ramones, they could go try to like make an album and, and it, and it worked. So I respect it's, it's like, it's, it's Neil Young. Like I, and it's Rush. Like I, I absolutely detest Rush with every fiber of my being, but I understand. What a talented, the- what a talented band though, man. Yeah, for sure. Like they're they're musically and and you know they're they're right there. They they they've got everything down. It's just not my it's just not my thing. Like the Ramones are you know a couple songs are are pretty good, but it's their it's their influence and and they're the reason that a lot of bands that I do respect like went went to their garage and made an album. Like I respect that, so I I, I can understand why they're on the list. So I've I've sort of 
I'd be like, why haven't you included this random band from Portland that I really like on this list? Because it's obviously one of the best 500 albums. No, it doesn't work like that. But see, I would I would like it to work like that. And I, and yeah, I know I that's, that's 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 just. Uh, just idealistic thinking, but like there's because there's so many records that. That we that we all have and, and, and I guess that's where it comes into it being personal and stuff, but like like Ray LaMontagne Trouble might be my favorite record that's ever been made yes um something like that that like that that will just send me to a place from top to bottom and there's not a miss on that record like and i don't it should be on any list so but but, but that's but that's my but that's my list so right. I, so really it's an impossible task that that they're doing um it, so they're doing the best and they're doing their best they can trying to span genres trying to do what they can because it's really impossible because it's the list to make that list is impossible. Like there's a, there's a couple of records where I think we all can agree. You're just like the, the white album or so, there's just some stuff that like, we're like, yeah, that's, that's probably, that's probably should be in the list somewhere. But like that, other than that, it's all upper grabs. Yeah, no. And, and honestly, I mean, obviously it's designed to get clicks because when you click on it and you read it and you get pissed off and tweet about it, then then 20 other people are going to click on it and, and you're going to make money. So, you know, the, the list in itself is is cynical. Uh, but, but, I mean, there's there's been some stuff, like like Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour album. Ooh. That's a freaking delight. Like, I, and I, I had I'm a not, big, I, Casey, I, big Casey Musgraves fan, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard the the slow burn song because uh, everyone did, but but that whole album's great from start to finish. Like, there's some, there's been some stuff that I've listened to that I'm like, oh, I'm better off because of you know I would not have listened to this if it wasn't for this particular list. And there's some other stuff that I'm like, I'll never listen to that again. So it it it, it does what it's supposed to do. It gets a convert. I mean, how many how many minutes of this podcast have been devoted to me, like listening through these 500 albums, you know, just in the last, you know, few months. So it's, 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 it's hit its no, goal. It's a cool thing to do. And it's a, it's a lot, taking up a lot of your time. If, if you weren't talking about it somewhere, then I, I mean, I'd be like, you, I would have to, I'd be like, I need somebody to talk about what I've just listened to or the whole, you know, the whole totality of the, uh, the situation. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, no, that's a fun thing to do. How much, how much metal has been on it? not much at all uh Great. although i i do see that because i have the list pulled up in front of me um metallica is at 235 and black sabbath is at 234 there was a black sabbath on early uh, album on earlier and it was okay it was fine well metallica's elite like that's something like that i can listen to metallica and i can listen to black sabbath but metal as a whole, as a genre, is, is something that's never never spoken to me. So I don't care how great something is. Like if you're into that, and like like I go go jam it. Metallica, I I get. Like I can listen to it. And I'm like, oh okay, I get it. Fucking Hetfield's a fucking god. Like I, I get what they're doing, but I it doesn't that doesn't go into my soul like one Etta James falsetto. Or, or right. just something like what one note from BB King, one been you know live at the Regal, nineteen sixty five. It's like that. That's but that's just me personally. So I, it's just. It, so, but it makes me more mad that uh, that, that it would be more click. Uh, it's probably not as clickbaity, even though that works out for them. Because like, if somebody's mad that this album went on a list, they're gonna get the, they're gonna do what they want to do either way. Yeah, but they're still Rolling Stone. And they still should be trying to 
to make the best compilation of albums that they possibly can. And they probably are doing that at the best of their ability. But it, what I've noticed, it's it, what I know of Rolling Stone and, and having read Rolling Stone for a long time. Like, of course, it's super heavy on like 1968 American rock music. And I'm like, this is freaking awful. Now skip I, to, I skip to the skip to the seventies a little bit on American rock there. That was that's British's time. That's Britain's time. That's um yeah. There was some not much going on here in the sixties. I mean, and and and, and the good stuff going on here during that time was just ripping that off. That was the Janis Joplin. That was the, the people that were ripping off them stealing what they were doing. So yeah, yeah. No, there, there was a Janis Joplin album fairly recently. I was like, I just, I, I, she can sing, but it's, it's, she doesn't sing anything I want to listen to ever again. I feel the same way. And I, and I respect her and I, and all the stories I hear yeah. about her, there's all the lore. So like, I, I feel like that she's like, and I hear the same thing about like Fat Pat, the, the Houston rapper, where it's just like, oh, this person was great. You got to hear little snippets, but you didn't get to see them blossom into what they really, could have been and I, i'm yeah. not comparing janice joplin to fat pat which was, is how that came <laughs> off but the, but the, but there's artists like that that like you didn't get and like i mean imagine imagine if Jimi hendrix got to play like john mayer did into his 40s yeah because uh, the 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 guitar player john mayer is right now compared to it, what he was in 2002 is is insane he's fucking play, he's jerry garcia in the dead and company which yep. is jerry Gar jerry garcia is one of the, my favorite guitar players ever mm -hmm. and like so to, to, if hendrix was like that at what was he in the, is he in the 28 club 27 yeah i mean a kid yeah so like just uh, just uh, it just makes me sad i don't know everybody dies it's it's, it's all our plight music rules Astros are good. What else, anything you got out? Anything you got else going? No, no, we're good. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the Astros are down five to two to the Mariners. We probably cursed them. Don't listen to this episode. I don't know. <laughs> or listen um, to it four times. Yeah. Um. Th that that's about it. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna talk to you about possibly when when schools gets out. Maybe cutting uh the episodes down a little bit. And uh, and doing uh, one one for everybody, and, and and doing one for the Patreon. Sounds great. Trying, trying to trying to build that back up. So maybe doing maybe doing thirty five, forty five, or doing forty five and forty five. Yeah, and we can do them at different times. But just to kind of get get some work back there, because the the angels that are on there giving us the money now, we we love you so much. It's just charity. It's just out of the but but, it, but it's just charity, and and I and I and I want to give you something back. So I'd love to, uh, or even start recording like we do this, and then just be like, all right, well, let's cut it. We're gonna go. We're gonna take it to the page, and yep. then um, just stop and record, and we'll put that one on the Patreon. Um, you know, just to uh, add add some content, but not try to uh, take too much away from our from our goings on. Yeah. So, but um, give us a shout right, out so on iTunes. Throw that five stars at us. Yeah, and go go on our Patreon. It's it's patreon.com slash Lima Time Time. Um, donate. You will eventually get rewards because I'm because I'm working on it. Correct. And and that's about it. And uh, I'll catch you on sure. the flip. This what we we actually talked baseball and it wasn't it wasn't terrible. No, it was good. Maybe maybe things are good. Maybe we like life again. And this could be we're we're back, baby. 
It's We're the back. dawn of a new era. Let's go. All right, man. Ha, ha, ha.